0: Welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I'm your host, Courtney Weaver. Uh, I'm the director over at WellWVU here at West Virginia University. I am joined once again by my good friend, Olivia Pape, uh, who is over in Collegiate Recovery. She's the director over there. So good morning. Well, hello, Olivia. I was going to say good morning because it is the morning right now, but when this airs, it's probably not going to be morning, but how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing okay. How are you, Courtney? Thanks for having me back.
0: Well, thank you for coming back, I appreciate it. Um, And so let's just do a quick reminder of what your role is here at the university.
1: Yeah, so I am the director of Collegiate Recovery um, and our program supports students who are in seeking or supporting recovery. um, And we promote a healthy and meaningful life here on campus. Um, Important to note is that we serve students in recovery from substance use disorders, eating disorders, other mental health or behavioral disorders, but also students who might be impacted by addiction, whether from a friend or a family member, or students who just, you know, are interested in well-being or um, recovery allies. And it is also important to note for this podcast, I am a person uh, in long-term recovery from an eating disorder And I also identify as a recovery ally.
0: All right. Well, thank you for disclosing that to us. Uh, And so you've been on the show before. And when the last time you were on, you and I had a quite spirited discussion about diet. (laughs) If I I do say so myself, myself. And uh, I think we got some good feedback from that. But one of the topics that kept coming up with diet culture, because it kind of goes hand in hand, is is body image. Uh, And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, and so, Olivia, what, what do you define as body image?
1: Yeah, so body image, uh, we pulled this from the National Eating Disorders Association, NEDA, which if you ever want to check out their website, there's a lot of great resources and information on. But body image is really how you see yourself when you look in the mirror or when you picture yourself in your mind, what you might see in a photograph. Um, it really includes what you believe about your own appearance, whether that be memories, assumptions, generalizations, and also how you um, sense and control your body. You know, in the world as you move, how you physically experience or feel in your body. Um, body image is impacted by external messages, whether from friends, family, or media, that we then internalize and it's really important when we're talking about body image, there are often ties with eating disorders and also with diet culture. Um, cause really in our society, we're kind of expected to hate our bodies. Right. That's, that's just ingrained in the media, in, you know, Western culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a tough, I think, uh, Line to walk just because you're supposed to hate your body and how it looks, you always constantly need to improve it, but then that doesn't leave room for you to appreciate what your body can do for you.
1: Right. And whenever I was thinking about this podcast, uh, I was thinking about this scene from the movie Mean Girls, which I don't know if it's still relevant to students. You know, <laughs>
0: it's, it's funny, like, we use so many Mean Girls GIFs on our social media for World WPU, so <laughs> we still think it's relevant. I love it. Great.
1: I'm like, what year did it come out? <laughs> but so there's a scene in it where, you know, the girls are standing around saying, commenting on their bodies in really negative ways. My hips are so huge. I have man shoulders and they look to Katie Heron, Lindsay Lohan, to make a comment about her body and what she doesn't like. And I think that is so representative of so many interactions that I have had in my life, especially as a younger girl. hmm. For
0: sure. Like, Oh, my boobs aren't big enough or right. Right. Or my stomach is too fat or my legs yep. aren't long enough or anything. All those comments. Those are all things that I think we've most of us have heard growing up at some point or another. Um, so then there's, there's this wave of, I don't know. It's a wave. I guess it would be more of a movement. So <laughs> you hear a lot about like body positivity um, mm-hmm. But then you've also heard things like body acceptance. And then I've heard things like body neutrality. I've also heard the phrase body tolerance as well. And it, maybe mm-hmm. it's sort of like on a spectrum, but like, can you talk a little bit about what the difference between those ideas are? And if. Yeah, absolutely. Character? Because
1: right. I think they're used mistakenly interchangeably, mm-hmm. right. They Are very different things. So body positivity um, from my perception, was really kind of the first wave in the movement, if you will. And it's focused on loving your body as it is. And that includes as it changes, whether that be from age or injury or pregnancy, whatever that might be. Um, and it, it was born out of good intentions, I really think. But body positivity became so commercialized and body positivity became this buzzword. You know, um, we saw a lot of campaigns about it that, again, I think had very good intentions. But it was saying, you need to love your body at all times. And then I think it became this judgment stick of, well, there's this pressure to love my body. And it's very human to have days where you just don't. Whether it may be like when I'm sick, I do not feel good in my body. Like physically, I don't feel good. I don't love my body if I have the flu. Um, And I I was reading about some research that shows repeating positive affirmations such as, I love my body, my body is great. You know, when you don't believe them can actually backfire and make people reject those thoughts and then feel more stress and say, I'm doing this wrong. Um, So what kind of came next is, is body neutrality which is really rooted in acknowledging what your body does as opposed to how it looks. So my body allows me to hold hands with my boyfriend or my body gets me from point A to point B, however that may be, mm-hmm. and puts more emphasis on respect of what your body's doing and takes that pressure off of, I've got to love who I am. Mm-hmm in terms of the size of my thighs um another thing about body positivity that has always irked me is that it seemed like there was a very set body type that was promoting body positivity yes like yes it was like well i live in a larger body but i have these idyllic curves and that was the representation that we were seeing in the media every time someone was talking about body positivity.
0: Right, and it was also usually someone who was able-bodied, who was yes. white, who was wow. female, um, and who was generally like cisgender or heterosexual. And it was this very narrow image of what that is. And the same, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between like the body positivity movement and the sex positivity movement, mm-hmm. um, and like the role that white supremacy can play. In those pieces, which is a whole other thing.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because, exactly, because the idea, I believe, was born out of having more representation of marginalized bodies, but it didn't quite get there. And so body neutrality, as I experience it, is really taking some of that emphasis off and clearing up some space for other things that are not just I'm focused on the size of my thighs or you know, dang, I really have to love how I look at all, all times. Um, I do, uh, for the last few years, I've done a body neutrality panel, and event at the university. We did not do it this spring, COVID, uh, but the first year I did it, I titled it as a body positivity event. And I very quickly, as I was doing research on it, was like, this isn't actually what we're talking about. What we are talking about is all of this other stuff, the acknowledgement, the respect, uh, the abilities of our body. And that can be in any body that you are in. It was also very ironic that I was the person that was developing a body neutrality panel because I am someone who, you know, like I said, is in recovery from an eating disorder. And part of that really ties into body image issues I have had since a very young age, I was reflecting this morning that I, the first time I made an attempt to really change the shape of my body, the first time that I thought there's something wrong enough with my body I need to fix, I was in third grade. And I'm going to date myself here, but I read in a YM magazine, which does exist anymore. Ooh, I haven't heard that title of a magazine in a long time. Okay. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but so I read this thing about, you know, how to lose 10 pounds. And I put on my little plastic watch and I started this exercise regimen. And there was a lot of that rooted in I was afraid of getting fat shamed by other kids because that happened a lot at my school and that happened to me. And so looking at how from a very young age, we learn these messages in ways that we may not even realize. So the irony of me doing a body neutrality panel, I mean, it's great humor. It's never lost on me. (laughs)
0: Uh, and I think something else to to point out is the messages that we receive from the media and it, and this affects everyone, right? It's not just oftentimes we think, you know, body image issues just affects women. But no, I mean, yeah. anyone can have these ill effects. So, for example, like, for men, it could be that they're ideal body image or ideal body type is that like super muscular type of physique that you would see like on movie stars or in like superhero films so yes. i'm thinking of the movie 300 which is kind of, it's, a, it's a old right but um <laughs> we are old <laughs> right but it's full of you know these men who had you know their costumes were basically like leather underwear and a cape and that was it uh right. and I remember reading something that gerard butler played the main character and i remember reading an article where he said he's like you know it looks great on screen but you feel like crap because they couldn't drink water for three days before they filmed so that they could get all the muscle definition and i, yes. I heard that henry cavill say something similar about the witcher which was a recent show on netflix so so we're current um <laughs> he would say you know when i had a shirtless scene you know, three days before I would cut my water intake in half and then the next day half that and then the day we filmed, I wouldn't drink any water at all. And that's not good for your body. No. Um, projecting this image of like, this is what a man's body should look like. And it's, it's not
1: realistic at all. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you're right of just seen in different ways. Um, and one of them being that There's a lot of, you know, maybe the athletic type of body Mm -hmm. or, I mean, certain sports, we have an idea of what people should look like. Football players should be big guys, but still have muscles and basketball players should all be as tall as Michael Jordan. And I mean, wrestling, you got to weigh in. Right. The things you have to do to cut that. And so there are those concerns and we don't talk about them as much. And I think there is still great, I mean, there's great stigma around body image issues for anyone, but especially around men. Yeah. Because it, it has been portrayed as such a white female issue in the media and what we see uh, represented. Yeah. So thinking
0: about that, like what are some ideas that you have that we can bolster our own body image?
1: So, uh, one of the things I tell people, because I don't necessarily have any answers, uh, but it's when someone, so if I have a friend who's who's talking badly about their body, and I think, you know, referring back to that mean girl scene, it's a thing we've likely all experienced, someone just really ragging on themselves, saying to them, please don't talk about my friend that way. And I say that to myself too. Would I ever say the things that I say to myself about my body to someone else? Absolutely not. I would have zero friends. I likely wouldn't have a job, you know, like I would never do that. And so reminding myself of that really helps me to get some perspective. It's not perfect, but I think reminding yourself, practicing aloud, these are not things that I would feel okay saying to someone else. So why am I okay saying them to myself?
0: Yeah. And I think I've witnessed not so much here in West Virginia, but, you know, living down in Florida for almost a decade, that was, body image there is like, like, appearances are really important. Um, And I would hear, you know, folks commenting on other people's bodies. And that's not appropriate either. Like, oh, well, she shouldn't be wearing those shorts. And it's like, well, she feels comfortable in those shorts. She should be wearing those shorts. Like, if right. she wants to wear them, she should wear them. Uh, and it's not our place to, to make comments on other people's bodies. But it's tough and it's very pervasive.
1: Yes. I moved here from Los Angeles. So, uh, hell yeah. People are very concerned about image. And I think where things get into this gray area, it's not black and white. You know, is it okay to care about how you feel in your body? And do you feel good when you do certain things? Sure. But it's when the focus becomes about, I have to be this size, or the size of my thighs is preventing me from from doing things. For a very long time, I held true to this belief that my life was going to start when I hit a certain weight. And the reality was, when I hit that weight, I just lower the number. And it was never going to be enough. Right. so having to get past that sort of hurdle and say i'm spending all my time chasing this body type that i think is going to fix me that i'm missing my entire life
0: yeah and i think if if you're someone out there who's struggling with those issues just know that there are resources to to help especially if you're here on campus we do have the crew center for counseling and psychological services so make sure you can you talk to some folks there if if you find that you're really struggling and of course collegiate recovery, if you're in recovery or would like to, you know, start that journey, you are also a great resource. So good to know for everyone out there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, to wrap this up, we have our, our snap, our well-being snapshot. Um, and so let's talk about body image in the time of a pandemic. Cause I, we talk, we touched on this last time where, right. you know, there are a lot of folks who are saying COVID-19 it's the 19 pounds that you're going to gain. Um, and that's, it's tough because this is something that's never happened in our lifetime. I mean, it has happened in the past, but not with us. Um, and we're in, we're staying inside more. We're generally not, we might not be moving our bodies quite as much and our bodies will change. And what do we do to, how do we, you know, make that okay with everyone? Cause it's, it's not okay with so many people.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the other things that really comes up for me and a lot of people that I know is you're sitting in front of your computer, staring at yourself for eight hours of the day. Like, let's be honest, Courtney, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at me. Right, I know. <laughs> you know? But so it is, it's a very triggering time for so many reasons and the fat shaming that comes up of, I've got to socially distance myself from the kitchen I mean, it's just so tired. Like, I'm just over it. But I think that during this time, it's really giving yourself some compassion Mm -hmm. and grace. At the beginning of all of this, I felt like I'm not being productive enough. I should be running more. I should be, you know, doing this. I should start crafting. And the reality is, like, this is a tough time. We are months into it. It's not any easier. No. trying to give yourself a break, which may be really hard. It may be unfollowing people on social media that feel triggering to you or make comments. It may be setting boundaries with friends and saying, oh, hey, that sort of talk really doesn't work for me right now. Um, it may be reaching out and getting some outside support, whether that be from a 12-step group or uh, counseling. You know, There's lots of resources out there. And remembering that you're not the only person going through it. There's lots of people that are, but that doesn't make your experience any less.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for joining us once again. I'll have you on like eight more times. So I
1: can't wait. I can't wait to reference outdated movies. Yay!
0: Well, I mean, there aren't any new movies coming out, really, so.
1: Seriously, although I'm watching Hamilton tonight, so I'm very excited. That's,
0: oh, that's a good choice, yes, indeed. You are that, kids? I'm
1: relevant.
0: <laughs> I know all the words. Okay, uh, well, thank you once again uh, for all of our listeners out there. Appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesday.